Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Keeson. With me on the show today, Debbie G and Neo Positivity. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. Indeed, we are. Happy weekend, everybody. Now that we're on a Friday here, TGIF, and uh, Debbie is doing her own TGIF. She's, once again, she's on, this lady's on the road constantly. This is like the busiest lady in the entire United States, and she's proving it once again. She's at a, a recovery event this time, and, and I mean, wow, and look what you're wearing today. I mean, oh my God, that thing is colorful. Hold on. Let's see if we can get a whole thing. Isn't that right? I mean, you got, that is really something. Nice. Thank you. And it fits your personality totally. It really does. It does, right? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. So give give us like a quick update of what's what's going on, what you're doing there, because I know you can't stay, but tell people what's happening. Uh, You know, first I want to say hey to you, Walt, and Neo Positivity, because, you know, just to be here, even if it's only going to be for a minute, just with you two, just makes my heart happy. And I'm thrilled. I am in Palm Springs at Advanced Therapeutic Services, where they are the leading cutting edge in the industry of recovery, bringing conscious recovery, plant-based medicines, which are coming, and a whole lot of other things. They're, They're amazing. Josie's been in this industry a long, long time, and she also has her show Drama to Dharma and Recovery View. The next recovery view is going to have Zappy Zappelin from the Reborn documentary, and you're going to see a lot more stuff coming with that. I'm here today to say hi and network and do what I do, but I'm also here because whenever Josie needs me, I just show up. As a true friend does, no doubt about that. Nice. I like that. (laughs) It's a, you know, I, I can't tell you guys how beautiful it is to sit and listen to each and every one of the people that are in the industry. Talk about their passion. Talk about actually stepping forward and providing services for people who are seeking to change their lives, who are seeking a different answer than what's happening right now. The fact that um, I can get a phone call from somebody who's going into treatment and I'm able to even give guidance and things like that because I've been around it for so long and working with her for so long. So there's a whole lot of gratitude going on here today. Mm-hmm. about how that we can be a service to people and how that we show up in, in someone's life when that they actually need, when they actually are in need. Are we going to judge them? Or are we going to love them where they're at, not be attached to their decision-making or whatever it is, but just provide that space and support that they need to get to the next space that they need to be in? You know, we are here just to hold that energy and space for people with love and compassion, with the most compassion you can you can possibly muster up. And if you've ever been in one of those positions, and I have, where where life has taken a hold and my decisions are, I, I'm not making decisions that are for my, well, no, they're all for my best and highest good. <laughs> you really, there is no bad decision. That's right? true. It's all, yeah, yeah, totally. But it's. It's about the fact that look, it's really about think about the worst experience in your life. Who showed up for you? Who showed up for you? And I want you guys to sit in gratitude for that person, that human being who showed up for you, who made it possible for you to get to the next step. I'm in a place right now with 50 people inside who are doing that, who are offering the hand of I love you and helping people get to their next step. And there isn't anything in this world I think that's more important than how we show up for human beings without judgment, without condemnation, 
without any of the things that we call ego-based thinking. And we show up with our true heart of compassion, with curiosity, the willingness to be accepting of who people are with appreciation and understanding, acknowledgement, and pure, pure love. That's what I think about that. And I That's love pretty you guys. darn good. And now I'm going to head back. And I'm well, you got, go. got to give me a couple of messages because just like you're saying, you're a rock star, Debbie, and Jeffrey Black saying, yes, I love hearing that. So you got some feedback we got to give you as well. Oh, wait. I have to tell you all something, too. So this is a place where a lot of my friends are. Um, so I've, I've got three people in here that I haven't seen in like two and a half years. I've mm. got Lori, my friend Lori, uh, Michelle, and, of course, the fabulous, wonderful Prince Lee Easton, who is the Prince of Palm Springs. He's got a uh, – he's glorious. I'm going to see David Strickle this weekend. Terrific. We're going out to dinner. And um, hello, Jose Mario. I see, I see my buddy Jose, who I've known for like 20 years. Anyway, guys, um, yeah, this is an extraordinary time for me because I, uh, gosh, I'm in so much gratitude right now. Who, where I was at in my life the last time that I was here in this desert, doing what I'm doing now, to where I'm in, at today, is an extraordinary thing. And I can promise you all that even in those times when you don't think that you can take one more step or you don't have a clue as to what's going to happen next, that's the time to get joyful, happy, and in gratitude for where you sit. Because the only way you're going to get out of it is with a good attitude. So your thoughts do become things. And I promise you that I'm walking living proof of all this, guys. So let me be that shining light for you and let Walt and Neo carry forward and be the shining light for all of us. I love every one of you that are watching, listening, and even on the replay. You're going to see me next Friday. I'll be back in full-fledged full color from home in Huntington Beach. <laughs> I have been traveling for literally six weeks, five weeks, six weeks. I don't even know. I just, crazy. I just got home from Colorado, and I was home a day. Wow. So, oh, you traveled more than me. <laughs> Dude, it's it's crazy. I love you guys so much. By the way, I got uh give give a message to David Strickland because I, I did my intro to boot camp with the stream yesterday, so we actually touched base yesterday. But, <gasps> but yeah. Yeah, it was something. Yeah, it was really something. I'm gonna go over it with, with Neo after you, you go back to what you have to be doing there, but you know, I'll touch base on it with you next week too. It was quite the session and it was I wasn't sure what to expect. But what happened made total sense to me. So, you oh my know. gosh. Yeah. I'm really excited. Well, I talked to David. I, I talked to David yesterday. Mm -hmm. And we've decided that I'm going to, I, in order for me to enter back into Taya, I have to come back in as though I know nothing. Okay. If I'm going to do it that way, or I come in as a mentor. I, and I'm still like in between which one can <laughs> I do? Which one can I do? Can I, can I? strip everything that I think I know to back to nothing. Cause the truth is mm -hmm. I know nothing mm -hmm. because that really is it. And can I do that? I think I can, but okay. um, I can't wait to hear all about it because Taya boot camp is seriously where it's at. Tell them Debbie sent you. Love you guys. Peace. All right. Man. Thanks so much, Debbie. We'll catch you next week. Love you. Oh, by the way, if anybody missed Neo's last uh, event, it was Kick ass. Yeah, as yeah. usual. It was so freaking <laughs> good. Oh my god. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Thank All you. Right. Peace out, ne man. Neo knows even more about how to get to put together a fabulous crew than I do. I mean, it's just really amazing who he gets. So sweet.
It's yeah. tight, man. Peace, yeah. guys. All right, Debbie. Catch you next week. Oh, she, I almost did the wrong thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I almost hit end. Oh, looky. Looky. Do you guys see these? Oh, they're, they're pretty. Prince Fleet Easton brought me pearls. Oh, my. I could. Real pearls. They're real. Oh, they are. Oh, my goodness. What? He's such an angel. I just can't even tell you. We're going to have Prince Lee Beeston on, too, because he's an extraordinary performer. And um, he's got a star in Palm Springs, which is pretty rad. Very and I'm cool. I'm going to leave here without ending it. That's a good idea. Yeah, we, we would actually appreciate that. You know, the audience appreciates that. You know, the recording appreciates that. So. All right. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Catch you later. Here, all right. Drop me, down. drop me down. Oh, here we go. Oh shit! What did I do? <laughs> did I'll, I just I'll, remove I'll, Neo? I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. See you later. Just remove me. <laughs> I'm flicking it by the screen like ah. Uh, <laughs> you get the feeling that she's got a lot going on right now. I mean, seriously. Yeah, she's uh, she's she travels more than me. I I travel at an exhausting rate for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't. I couldn't do that. I have to take a breath every time she tells me where she is next, just because I'm trying to keep up with it mentally, you know? It's really something. And packing and unpacking your drawers and, you know, you soaped it. I don't, yeah. It's just beginning to be too much. I don't even want to travel anymore right now. I, I still have a bunch of trips coming up. We're not uh, I hear you. I hear you. So anyway, like I was telling Debbie, I wanted to tell you about it. I'm glad that uh, you were able to make the show today because I wanted to tell you about it. But um, I, I think you're aware I had decided I was going to do the Thai boot camp, which is David Strickle's um, gig. And I had my, well, the way it starts off, you, you meet with David and he channels the stream and you have a private session with the stream as your first thing uh, in terms of being inducted, so to speak. And it was something that, it was probably the thing I was most looking forward to the most and, and with the most reluctance all at the same time. Because I'd heard stories about how uh, it's not like a typical coaching session or a therapy session or whatever where the person you're working with is trying to help you get down to the root core of issues and so forth it's more like the stream is kind of guiding you and telling you what your issues are and i was thinking to myself going into like okay so what is the stream going to tell me my issues are because i'm not really used to thinking about it that way and the way it actually played out was quite interesting because the stream did try to guide me but they asked questions that were so effectively leading that I was instantly able to go right to where they were trying to direct me. And they would actually feedback, you know, that we, we were trying to get you to say that, which was, that, that was quite an experience That's because they, they, it's not like they had to ask four or five questions, you know? Yeah. It's like they, the first one got you right there because they knew, they already knew the answer. It's just that they were trying to get me there at the same time. Do you remember what the question was? Um, I, well, actually, I have a, a copy of the recording. That's part of the, the deal. You get the recording and then you can play it back later. And I have not had a chance to play it back. I, I have some memory of it. The, one of the most interesting things is this, the, what they're basically trying to do in Thai boot camp is to help you work through blocks, what they call transgressors and, and to, uh, clear them or as they call it, detune them so that they're no longer in the way and you're now a more effective manifester in all areas of your life. Um, and toward that end, they are guiding you toward these so-called transgressors as here are the, here are the top three you're going to be working on while you're in Thai boot camp. 
Well, as with any kind of a block or resistance point, I have found that the first time that I am face to face with whatever it is, I, I tend to blank out. And I think a lot of people actually do the same thing. It's, it's, it's like we have been blocking this thing for so long that when it's right in front of our face, all of a sudden the mind stops functioning, if you know what I mean. And that's what I, that happened a lot. There were, there were like large chunks of time. It was a one hour session. There were large chunks of time during that session where I was just absorbing. I was just sitting there and just sitting with what it is they were telling me. And it's not like they were filling me with a whole lot of information. It was pretty direct. It was pretty straightforward and, and relatively simple stuff. But because it was stuff that was my issues, it, it just took a while. And so I, I'm not really at a point for today's show where I'm ready to go through all that because like I said, I haven't replayed the, re the recording yet. Yeah. Um, I'm sure when I replay it, stuff's going to come back. And I'm going to say, Oh yeah, I remember they talked about that. I remember this is what I was feeling about it. Um, but for the most part, while I was doing it, it was just sitting there and saying, okay, what does that feel like to me? Cause I can't process it right now. So what does it feel like? And I was doing that like every two or three minutes. It was, <laughs> it was intense. I got, it was really intense. I gotta look into it. It's just a, it's just a real, real quick shout out to Shelly and Jeffrey and Jose. Um, hey, hey, hey. Hi. Um, is it an experience? They're just asking you questions and your answers. So it's a recording or it's a person or? Well, the stream is like, um, Abraham. So just as Esther Hicks channels Abraham, David Strickle channels the stream. It's basically his connection to source energy, eternal consciousness. But I mean, was and, he talking to you or was it recording you were listening to? No, no, I'm, t I, I, the first half hour, I'm interacting directly with him and then he makes his connection to the stream, kind of like Esther does with Abraham. And then I'm talking to the stream. Oh, uh, okay. I thought for some reason, I thought you were listening to a, an audio tape that walks yeah. through this. Okay. So you were actually, all right. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm interacting directly with, with higher energy beings, right. you know, pure source energy beings, pure consciousness and. It's, I mean, I interviewed Dale, Dale, David a lot here on the show. He was a co-host from like last July through December, something like that. So every single week I got a chance to ask the stream all kinds of questions, but I was doing it as an interviewer, right? As a, a host of a show. This was an entirely different experience because everything he's saying is about me. What's, what's his name? David Strickle, S-T-R-I-C-K-E-L. And his moniker is the stream of David. And yeah, you, you definitely need to learn more about it. That's actually been the topic here on the show for the last week or so. We've, we've had, uh, we, we had David on on Wednesday. We had, um, a woman named Cat Wanders on Tuesday, who is one of his, uh, top Titan Mastery people and one of the originators with, with the whole operation. Um, we had Brent Howell, who is one of the, uh, um, the mentors on Monday. So it, it's just been, uh, by Thai boot camp week. Um, and I, and I don't know if I made clear to you, I've been trying to make clear each, each day this week, but TIA is an acronym, T-Y-A, trust your abundance. And that's what the whole concept of the thing is. It's about teaching and helping people to learn how to trust their own abundance on a day-to-day -day basis, on our, our by, by basis, that kind of thing. And nice. everybody who I've talked to so far who has been through the program is effusive with their praise for it effusive like just they can't say enough about it uh, which is really something because i mean this this is not a cheap program i mean you, you pay a good amount of money to to do this thing and there's a lot of work that goes into it you have 
private sessions with a stream, you have group coaching, you have other private coaching, you have modules that you do, I think 17 different modules of work that you do. I mean, it, it's like this entire package of stuff that you do over a 12 week period and pretty intensive, pretty intensive. Because um, when I had my programs that I had people going through, they were pretty intense and lengthy and mm -hmm. a lot involved. There's a lot of there is. trust your abundance. Just the thought of what it would take for me to get someone, not someone as well-versed as you, but like someone from ground zero. Oh, well, they, actually, they don't try that. They, 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 you, you have to, with them, you have to be able to show that you are willing to make changes. You are, you don't think of yourself as a pure victim. You, you have to be a little bit more advanced than your basic beginner is before they'll even accept you in the program. Yeah, I get you, but even when we think about it, even still, it's a lot. So it I, is. I can see why it's 12 weeks. Yeah. It's, it's a complete mind makeover. And it had started actually as an eight week program from what David told me. And then it just, it just kind of grew out as they built it over the last few years. And he says that, you know, after the amount of time they've been doing it, they perfected it. Although interestingly enough, um, the basics, what they call the four pillars of it haven't changed since the beginning. And all of that initial stuff came from the stream. So th this was basically channeled, a channeled program is what this is. <laughs> I mean, that almost sounds like a, uh, like a, a redundancy, right? A channel program. <laughs> I like that. That's uh, yeah. that's new to me. That's what the world needs. I have to welcome him to the army. <laughs> ah, okay. To the army of the good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, that David would probably be a good person to get on to your summit. Wow. Next couple of summits. It's funny you say that because when Debbie was on, you were talking about how I put such a great group of people together. I am, this summit is the first time I want to take a step back and get my speakers. I want to channel my speakers. Aha, <laughs> uh -huh, okay. I don't want to get, because you know what? I went on LinkedIn. I go on a group and announce that I want people on my show. 85 inboxes later, uh, a bunch of interviews, half an hour interviews, talking to people. I've mean, I had 17 before the first summit. Wow. Um, in 17 in one week, because we, we started, the summit start to finish, the first one was 11 days. Uh -huh. so it was one, it was one seven day period where we had, we had interviewed 17 people. And um, I, just like my podcast, I have a podcast called Masters of the Law of Attraction. I have 20 episodes. 80% of the people I brought on didn't really know what they were talking about. Oh man! Yeah. Why I stopped doing a podcast? They were like, "Be positive, be focused, stay sharp." Yeah. And I'm like, "What about mental exercises?" Mm, I don't really mm, not so much. What do you mean you don't do those? Like, I, uh, one of my friends, he's he's denying all mental exercises, and I'm like, "Well, tell me what you do." And he was like, "Well, you know, the day before, you know, I sit back in my hotel room, I do a lot of vis visualizing of what's going to happen on stage." I'm like, "Visualization technique." Like, so you're not doing mental exercise. Yeah, right, right, yeah. I'm like, that's one of the biggest ones. And he's like, oh, okay. And that's when I started to realize a lot of people I'm interviewing don't know what the F they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my 20 episodes in and I just stopped. The whole reason why I did the podcast was because I was doing a lot of, I had a, doing a lot of coaching and a lot of clients that were like, I can't do it, I can't do it. And I wanted to be able to say, listen, here's a wall of people that can do it. You mm -hmm. can you know, there's a wall of people. They all live here in Florida. They're not unreachable. They're just normal people that are doing it. Yeah. 
And um, I was still able to do that because I got 20 episodes in. Which but I wouldn't dare tell them, go look at one of those episodes. Because they're like, yeah. <laughs> But hey, you know, I understand exactly what you mean, though. Because, I mean, well, actually, this is a milestone episode. This is episode number 1500. You are a part of number 1500, my friend. <laughs> today, no lie. Yesterday, actually, but I just flew it for the first time today. I manifested an EC 1500. Which really? Crazy, you say that. This is a plane. It's it's, it's revolutionary. It's there's it, there's no other plane on the market like it, um, and it's sold out everywhere. It's on wow. back. You can't find this thing, and nobody's selling them used. Facebook or offer up. And I said, you know what? I can't find it anywhere. I looked for like two days, and I said, I'm just going to manifest this thing, just like I do everything else. The next day on offer up, I get an alert, which I didn't even know I set an alert for, and, and a guy has one. Um, and it's almost, it's about 60% of the price, but it's like almost brand new. Wow. And I, I went and picked it up, flew it for the first time today. 1500 is the magic number. 1500 is the magic no, number. No, just to clarify for people who may not be aware, this is an ultralight we're talking about, right? This is no, it's a remote control airplane. Oh, it's a remote control. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I fly, okay. I, don't, I don't really fly too many airplane airplanes anymore. I like to fly my paramotor. I got you. It's, okay. It's so much more fun. I'm dipping in and out of hay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dragging my feet on the ground like a snowboard and, and going up and hopping over trees and coming back down. You can't do that in an airplane. So no, I know. Not, not if you want to be safe. Yeah. No, I like, I like to be close to the ground just in case something happens. I'm, I'm only going to, I'm only touching down from two feet. Right. Uh, right. So yeah, no, it's a, a remote control plane. I love flying remote control. Uh, okay. Planes, and it's called an EC 1500. And I can't believe you just said that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's definitely law of attraction, but it's pretty cool. The, uh, what do they call them? Oh, man. When the universe gives you those little synchronicities? Yeah. No, there's another word for it. It's not so big. Oh, man. Um, we called them at the summit. Is it? I'm um, not sure what you're thinking of. Oh, I gotta, uh, I'll figure out what it is. As soon as I let it go, it'll come to me. But you yeah, got me wondering. <laughs> you said something about, um, I always attract great speakers and I'm like, this month I'm not doing that. Um, I'm gonna let them, I'm gonna let the universe bring them to me. Dan is going to co-host August with Dan Mangana. Yeah. He's gonna right. co-host August with me and, uh, but he's gonna start promoting, um, August now. Uh huh. So, okay. you, know, you know, letting people know that you know there's one happening also in July. Shelley suggested the word miracles. Miracles. I like it. I like it. But what? Are, oh, it, it was a word that. Shelley suggested gifts. It was a word. No, no. It was a word that makes you think of something like lighthearted, like a coincidence, but not because I don't believe in coincidence. Like another word for coincidence. Like little clicks and dings that wake you up throughout the day and uh, little things that happen. It'll I'll, come to you. That's all I can it'll say. Come it'll to come me. to you. It'll come to me. Yeah. But, yeah, so Dan is on for that. That's August 21st. For you guys who know, uh, don't know, July Summit is July 17th. Everyone can, on Facebook can see that on the screen, uh, noon to 4 Eastern time. Well, I trust you'll step in at least for a second and say hi. Uh, which date are we talking now? The seven, both. All of them. I want you to come to all August, of them. July 17th and August 21. Yeah, I think they're okay. Those are good dates. Yep. There you go. So Walt's right. in the house. I know Debbie will probably stop in for a second. I think we got, I'm, I'm putting together a nice crew. Like just yeah. all-star crew and everybody's got their own 
area of expertise and we're all from different areas and we live different lives and which makes it better. You know, we all work the same and we're from the same town. It's like, eh, what have they been through in life? You know, but with, you know, with everybody, Dan being, you know, outside of the country and, Mm -hmm. you know, me being from the hood and Debbie just being, her hippie outlet, Debbie, yeah. Herself, and then you bring a different perspective to it. Like you got that whole Walt thing going on. <laughs> I have a Walt <laughs> thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. So it's so diverse, man. It's so diverse. I love it. I, I appreciate that. I mean, that's literally how I put together LOA today. I wanted to have people from different walks of life, different parts of the planet, being co-hosts. And when I got that, it was like it was awesome, and it continues to be awesome. I mean, you're like one of the latest examples of, of awesomeness because you joined the podcast and like, oh, there's another piece of awesomeness in the show. I love this. It's great. I got it. So I got to get some names from you. I got to get some people to have. If there's two people, I'm going to draw names from. If there's three people, I'm going to draw names from. <laughs> it's increasing as time goes on. <laughs> well, Debbie and Dan, I'm getting. I'm going to try to get all my speakers from you three because you three seem to be the most well versed and the. The sharpest sharp to come on camera and just talk. You I, know. I, I'm happy to help out any way I can. I mean, I certainly have had many of co-hosts that I can point your way. Actually, one of them's listening over here, Shelly. She's now the co-host on Tuesday. She, she'd be somebody to come in. Shelly yeah. Leonard Epperly. Epperly, yeah. Shelly, how you feel out? How you feel about coming to Neo Positivity Thoughts Become Things Summit July 17th? Put something in the comments. Let me know. What about Jeffrey? I've seen Jeffrey's name up there a lot in the past. Je- Jeffrey joined us on a, on a show one time, and he was great. Um, he has a, a practice where he, he helps people through. I won't, won't even try to describe what he does, but he has uh, private clients that he helps through. Uh, it seems like magic to me. Um, Shelly asked if it's virtual. Yes, it's going to be on Zoom. Yep. Um, Jeffrey, if you could get Jeffrey to come, he would be a very good presenter. Nice, nice. Yeah, so, so Jeffrey, that's my way of nudging you, saying, "Give it a try." I think you'll like it, though. Uh, Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We usually have people come on, uh, and just it, it's like it's like you got like a twenty-minute block where, like, the five minutes you answer the two questions. You know, how do you use the law of attraction, like affirmations or morning rituals, and what has it done for you? And then after that five minutes, me or the co-host will step in and key on something you said. And then we open it up to questions. And then we have, like, lightning rounds and stuff. It's a pretty dope atmosphere. Uh, Shelly said she's in. She's going to be there. See, you just recruited somebody. Boom. I'm writing, writing your name down right here. And uh, send me, drop me a message in Facebook or wherever you can get a hold of me. Anywhere is just Neo Positivity. And um, Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey, if you can get in there, I'd love to have any perspective because – Jeffrey has a great perspective, actually, because he does sort of an energy work kind of thing with his clients, but it's also hands on. And that's why I hesitate to try to describe it for him. But he is a very intuitive guy. You know, uh, I always talk about Paige, Paige Cargioli. She she, uh, out here in Tampa, she did something once uh, with these with magnets Mm -hmm. and uh, she was drawing things out. And then she was asking me the right questions. Mm. And that's, I always say that's an old Tony Robbins trick. Uh, the first book of his that I read, the only book of his that I read, um, it was so personal and I couldn't believe how it was speaking to me. Mm-hmm. And it, because he was at, he said it in, in his interview or whatever, he said it was because he asked the right questions. Oh, yeah. It's to pull something out of you. And so I, I, you know, that's, that's a really big, big thing. And, um, 
that's why I like taking questions from the audience. Like I've oh, been yeah. giving you 10 minutes to speak. I'm giving you five minutes to speak and five minutes to answer questions because that's, that's where you get the, the meat and grits. I think there's also something positive to be said about limiting the talk to five minutes, because when you speak in just five minutes, you, you have to make your thoughts concise. You have to come up with your one message, deliver that message as, as forcefully, but as cleanly as you can in five minutes. And then you have to be done and be ready for whatever, you know, questions or whatever the next segment is rather than just, you know, babbling on. Cause it's easy to just kind of babble on, but to make it structured enough that, okay, here's the message. I'm done. What do you think? That's, a, that's a skill. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, and Jeffrey said, it's Jeffrey said he wants more. Jeffrey and, uh, Shelly, just go to Neo's LOA Summit. Dot com neos n e o s l o a summit dot com all the information is there you need um, but well it's funny I started out with a twenty minute presentation mm-hmm. on our speech on the law of attraction that's mm-hmm. how giving it to people whether they were from the hood and never heard of it or they were well versed this was my audience mm-hmm. white mm-hmm. Jewish Christian atheist this was my audience uh, right. on a daily basis so anyway. I had to do it in 20 minutes, and that's well, that's more than enough time. I was cool. Then they asked me to break it down to 12. Then I got asked to break it down to 10. And I was mm-hmm. like, you're pushing it. <laughs> Law of attraction, like I have to attack this from so many different angles to, to get people mm. uh, uh, involved mentally. So then it got down to six, then five. Mm. And I was like, now you're just asking for an elevator pitch. And then I <laughs> Once they asked me to do it in four minutes, I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to do this in a poem form. And oh, so nice. I, made this, I made this poem up that was really good at summing it up. And then they told me to knock it down to three. And I'm like, don't ask me for a one minute video. Don't ask. <laughs> and, uh, I struggle at three because you know, the law of attraction is, it is so in depth and there's so many different ways you have to attack it to draw people in. But then you got the 60 second TikToks. I haven't attempted that. I don't well, know. Well, well, remember, the, the simple fact is, I mean, like you said, you can't explain all of Law of Attraction in three minutes or even ten minutes. You can't do that. Um, but it's not your job to do that. You just got to give them enough. Your, jo- exactly, your, your job is to give them enough to, to, to keep to them. To make the them want to go find it. Exactly. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Or to just keep coming back either way. But the point is, you, you, you want to tease the mind and, and get somebody's thinking about something in a different way. And when that happens, I mean, we know what happens. All kinds of crazy, crazy stuff happens. Wonderful stuff happens. You know what? I'm going to give this to everybody. This is, I, I had to, uh, for a BNI chapter, um, thing out, networking thing in, in Tampa, I joined. Um, I remember, I actually have attended BNI. I know what that okay. is. Okay. Yeah. I was yeah. a member of a group for a year. Um, but I, I used to tell people, um, how did I used to say it? I say, like, you know how you have a conversation or talk about somebody and they end up inboxing you a couple of days later. Yeah. Any situation where you're saying, man, I was just thinking about that. Right. Uh, I always say that that energy transfer, that magic can be used to get more than a phone call. Or oh, absolutely. And that's that's like the fastest way I can try to hook somebody. Yeah. The law of attraction, the best way that I've come up with so far. So And it works. Yeah. Of course it does. If anybody out there is trying to get one of their nieces or nephews or cousins or loved ones involved in something that's totally new to them, uh, say something like that. It's really intriguing. 
because everyone's done that before. And they start thinking, can I draw that in? Is there something to this whole hippie energy thing? And then we got them. <laughs> well, 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 look what Jeffrey just said. I mean, what did we just do? We, we, we kind of enticed him with the idea of coming out and talking. And what does he say? He says, I'm now thinking about myself and my work in a different way. I'm imagining things to talk about. There we go. Now, how much time did we spend on that? A minute? Keep watering that seed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, and Jeffrey's one heck of a seed. Don't get me wrong. But the fact is, there's a great example of how it works. It works beautifully. Boom. Yeah. Good stuff there. Um, it's an interesting thing, too, because as I embark upon this type of boot camp experience, um, I mean, I'm inevitably comparing it to other stuff, which you're really... They really encourage you not to do that. They encourage you to try to like leave behind everything else you know and just encounter it on its own terms and do it within its own terms and so forth. Um, but let's be honest. I mean, there's always going to be a little piece in the back of your mind that's going to say, well, that's kind of like this. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and that's kind of like this. And the word this has a negative connotation because this didn't really work out a hundred percent. You know, kind of like attached to that. Well, well, it's an interesting point there, too, because one of the reasons why David first created all this was he. this is basically what he created within his own experience, because not only can he channel, he can communicate directly. So he's had this this uh, communication channel that he could talk to source energy consciousness, pure consciousness, since he was very, very young. And, And that's what he's done a large portion of his life. Um, believe it or not, there was actually a time period where he ignored it. But <laughs> nevertheless, there's a large chunk of time where he did make that connection. And in the process of doing that, he he, he tells the whole story um, in a variety of different ways. He actually told it on Wednesday when he was on the show um, in a more compact way. But the the basic is that he originally kind of resisted that any of this was okay because it didn't fit in socially. He later discovered that, yes, he really should. It, it really does benefit to pay attention to it. Um, he ended up hearing about uh, Esther Hicks and Abraham Hicks, uh, became a big fan of it, realized that there was something that was not quite working because some people would do well with the Abraham Hicks teachings and some wouldn't. And he himself would stumble on some stuff. And so he ended up doing his own com- uh, communication with the stream to work through all that kind of thing and came to realize that what he had stumbled upon was the missing piece, the thing that, that Abraham never really touched on, which is what to do with those blocks. Uh, Abraham basically says, well, just redirect your attention away from them and focus on what you want. And that's great when you can do it. The problem is we're human beings, and a lot of the time we have trouble doing that. So you really have to have a way to deal with those blocks and, and what he calls the transgressors. And, and so that's how the whole thing started. And then over time, it just kind of developed into this thing because um, in the midst of all that, his, he was living his life, of course, and he did one of these major life change things. He was working, uh, he was a very successful salesman working in the home furnishing industry. And at one point he realized he was making great money, mid six figures, um, very successful career and hating every second of it. <laughs> Sounds familiar. I know a right? Like that. And then he, realized he needed to, if he was going to really follow through on what he was learning from the stream, he had to make the leap. So he quit everything without a plan, without anything other than an intention, without having even an idea of what he was going to do. He didn't even know how, how he was going to make money. I mean, he had a little bit of savings, but not a whole lot. And he had this huge expensive lifestyle that was going to eat up what little savings he had. So he had to make some changes pretty quick. 
And he basically dove in to the deep end of the pool with no water in it. I mean, it was, you know, it, it was doing it the hard way. But he was able to pull it off with that connection. That connection helped help foster some, for, well, he had a crash. First, he had a failure. I think he had a couple failures. And then he soared. And that soaring just came out of what we now know of as the tire practice. Um, and then tire boot camp evolved out of some of his earliest uh, um, experiments with helping people out. And it, it just kind of built over time. And now he says, after all the years of having uh, refined it and play with it and uh, learn, learning how people respond to it and so forth, he says, it works great now. It's done, basically, in terms of, of the fundamental part of it, the basic part of it. Now, now they're just kind of adding stuff on over time just because they want to add stuff on. But it's pretty cool what they've done. Pretty cool. I'm curious. I'm real curious as to what practices he's doing. Because I find that a lot of people that are doing that, um, we're doing a lot of the same things. But there's all sure. that I'm not doing that I want to add to my toolbox. I, it's it's funny. I, do you Have you ever heard of a cartoon called Dragon Ball Z? I think I've heard the name, but I don't really know what it is. I'm, I won't even try to explain it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's animation. It's all over the place. Okay. Um, basically, I'll explain it like this. My name is Nehemiah. Neo Maya. Right. I grew up, they call me Maya growing up in my house. And I had all kinds of sports nicknames, you know, mm. and stuff like that. So I was Maya. All the way up until I found my Esther Hicks. Ah, okay. All the way up until I found my um, stream. And the stream was Neo. And immediately, that was his name. And um, I decided that I was going to try to spend as much time as I could as the stream. So I was mm. going to take on the name Neo as a reminder every time someone said it to make that effort, you know, to, to return to the stream or the Esther Hicks, as opposed to listening to BS on TV about the news or whatever. Mm -hmm. crash on I-4. Um, <laughs> this person kidnapped. Oh my goodness. Everybody. Yeah, right. Florida. Um, and so that's, that was, that's where Neo came into play. Mm. And uh, that's my, that's my reminder. I don't, I don't, I don't like to speak about it too much. The whole, transition that happens when you dip into that side, I guess you can call it that, that other side of the coin. I'm looking for a coin real quick. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't like to speak about much because obviously it's, you know, it's frowned upon in most of the, most of the community, but I'm really, that's why I was talking about Dragon Ball Z. I'm really hell bent on trying to spend all my time there. <laughs> mm. I am. It's a better form of it's a better form of me. I was gonna cut myself off, but no, I'm just gonna be honest. It's a better form of me. It feels better. I feel more natural. I feel like a god when I'm there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, right. And so yeah, that's uh that's where Neo came and the neo positivity. Uh is it, it people say I'm neo positivity, I'm always like, no, neo positivity is a is a way of being, it's a way of thinking. Mm -hmm. of different ways I've connected dots that if you follow this path, you'll spend the most amount of time smiling 
in your life as you then if you're not you know what i mean the, the and, best and, well this is interesting to me and another another reason too because i decided when i went into the thai boot camp when first david um invited me and at first i said no i'm too busy got other stuff going on and then i rethought about it i said okay i know i've been wanting to do this let's just do it now to heck with how busy i am i'll make time for somehow and the reason i did that was i have for the longest time wanted to have my own stream connection but I have a really hard time making that connection. Like I have some major blocks in the way. And they, by the way, they came out in the session yesterday that the stream was just identifying. Yep, this is what's causing it. This is why you're having it. This is what you're gonna have to work on, blah, 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 which was mind boggling. But that's another story. We'll get to that in another time. But the point is, that's something I've been really wanting to do. So when I hear you say you found your connection, when you found your stream, so to speak, I'm thinking, wow, this is this guy found on his own what I've been reaching for for years. This is really great. I really admire you for being able to do that. What, why do you think you're able to do it so well? I, anytime I talk, I talk to somebody who has that ability, I, that's why I want to know, how'd you do it? I can't even take credit. I won't even try to take credit for that. <laughs> I, uh, I had a, when I was a cop, I had a conversation with God. He was in the backseat of my car. Well, really? over, okay. over my shoulder. And yeah. I'm writing a report. And people don't realize about that, about, police work. I can have all the fun I want chasing people and locking them up, but then I got to go write paperwork. The paperwork, yeah. Um, and it's literally hours. Mm. And uh, I was writing, I just put, put my pen down and I was like, I don't want to do this no more. Mm. You know, I've always been obsessed with the human brain. And so I, my, the conversation was, I just want to sit at home and study the human brain and help people. Mm. Not have to put on this monkey suit at certain time frames and worry about finances and time and all the other stuff. And the the, the words I heard, like when you're driving a car and something tells you to turn left or, or you're like at a barbecue and you just duck and there was a ball flying at you. Like that intuition voice was just like, okay, but whatever I give you information wise, you have to share it. Mm. And I'm like... <laughs> I was going to shout it to the mountaintops anyway. It's good, good information. <laughs> and that was a conversation that, that was the first real conversation I had with God. Before mm-hmm. that, I was just talking out to the walls. You know, God bless Aunt Joan and Uncle Timmy. You're just talking out loud. <laughs> this was a right. one-on-one conversation. Yeah, well, that's the kind I always wanted. Watching me. Yeah. It was a one-on-one conversation. If somebody walked by in the background, I wouldn't even notice. Just like me and you were talking and somebody walks by and I don't know. Right. First right. real conversation I had. That was the message I got. And shortly after that, I retired. It was that I retired. And I was before be, be, you go that far, I want I want to go back to that moment when you when you had that first meeting, that first conversation. Was it a surprise? Was there a shock involved? Was it like, oh, of course? I mean, what was what how'd it feel? It no, that's, but that's only because of how the conversation started. I, I have this mental exercise I call the watcher. And just okay. basically in a nutshell, I told you about it before. I, I was taking a test in a room with no windows, just one door, no windows, no cameras, no nothing, the government test. And when I walked out, I, I tripped over the edge of the table and I kind of like felt silly and looked around. But I knew I was, there was no one watching me. And I was like, wait a minute. I like to study things that all people have in common, like laughter and things like that. And I know we can all feel that watcher presence. So I was like, I've mm-hmm. never really studied it before. So I wanted to study it. And the first thing I noticed upon studying it was that it knew I was studying it. Mm-hmm. I could feel somehow that it could hear everything I was thinking that I was planning on studying and that I was doing it. And I was like, wait a minute, watching me at all times, even when I'm not paying attention, mm-hmm. can hear what I'm thinking. It sounds like God. And mm-hmm. if I'm right, 
this is the closest that as people will come to being able to feel, you know, and know, you know. And so I was like, holy crap, that's so profound. Don Walsh, there's a, a movie too. So yeah, but no, that was it. I, once I decided, I was like, dude, that's God. And I started to do other mental exercises. Like I would see myself in the beach with my toes in the sand, enjoying the beach, you know, Miami or whatever. And then I take it a step further and compound mental exercises and bring the watcher in watching me while I'm on the beach in the sand in Miami. Next thing you know, I'm in Miami. Um, so I was using it for that. And so when I had this conversation, it was that voice. We had already yeah. talked, basically, yeah. <laughs> a bunch of times. This was a normal thing. I had just never asked for retirement. It was out of my grasp. I was, you know, seven years, eight years into being a cop. I had a whole career ahead of me. Uh, you know, I was chasing people, a SWAT team. My dad was still a cop. My cousins, my sister was a dispatcher. Like, there was no hope and even chance of me retiring. Mm-hmm. So I never asked for it until then. And um, the fact that it was just like, okay. I was like, I had through conversating with God, you'll notice that He's always on your side. I don't want not to get too preachy. I know I say God, people disclaimer, whoever you believe in, whatever you believe created the earth and is making things as we go. That's who I'm referring to. But if you ever try to have like, try to give God an update. Oh, this is what these are highlights that happened to me this week. You're not going to get far because you're going to think to yourself, well, He already knows He was there. I'm not really giving news. And it's those type, that type of studying interaction with God will lead you to more time with him. You know, he's happy for you. He wants the best for you. He's always there. He's always going to say, yeah, and stuff like that. So when I asked for that in the police car and I got that answer, it was just like, all right, we're rocking and rolling. Let's go. And so everything after that was just point and shoot. I just pointed at stuff and got it. I just pointed at stuff and got it. And I was just getting everything, cars, houses. Trips to Miami. I was going to Florida 13 times a week. I think it was 13 times a year was the most I had ever been to Florida. And so I was just pointing that stuff, just using the law of attraction like crazy. And that gave me the confidence to be like, this is why I'm here on this planet. You know, I've always been using the law of attraction. I was that guy that sat on, stood on the football field before two hours, three hours before the game, just visualizing what I was going to do. Mm. Players would come out one at a time. Yo, you good? You yeah, right. right. I said, yeah, I'm just going over things. And I never, I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so with the whole me asking for retirement, then getting it and just getting everything after that, I was like, this is my path. This is what I'm meant to do. And I just studied harder and meditated and meditated. I was meditating three hours a day. And I'm not talking about visualizing. I'm talking mm-hmm. about still. Yeah. Three hours a day on average, I was meditating. Half an mm-hmm. hour spurts, hour spurts, um, things like that. And like, I have a snorkel that covers my whole face. So I don't have to touch my face. And oh, okay. I, I sit underwater. The longest I've ever sat underwater was four hours. I think it wow. was ten, like three hours and 47 minutes. Wow. And just in peace. And the only reason why I got out was because I had to pee and I was hungry. <laughs> You're right. But if you add all that up, there has to be a time where you find that Esther Hicks. Mm. I've, done, really I've done nothing but mental exercises since, since November of 2008. At least 40 hours a week, I've done nothing but research and development. I always tell people I'm a f- professional trier. I just keep trying different things up here and seeing what happens. You can't do that without finding another side of you. Well, it's if funny you mentioned that. that. That last thing you said, it's very fun, funny that you mentioned that. Because one of the things, this is one of the things that I do remember clearly from last night's session without having to 
pre-play the recording, that the stream said to me was, well, the main reason that uh, you don't have that connection is you've never chosen to imagine it. And I thought about it and I said, oh my God, I think... I think the stream's right. I don't think I ever did. It's written on my shirt. I know, I know. I've been doing a show for nine years and I still didn't do it. It's like, oh, you're right. I didn't. You know what's crazy? One of the biggest, this is so profound. One of the biggest things I always say to people to get them to turn around, it kind of has a lot to do with what you do on a daily basis. But I would ask you, in that situation, what you just said, Mm -hmm. I would say, well, how do you expect the flower to bloom? <laughs> right. How do you expect a flower to bloom with no nourishment? Everybody all runs a flower company. <laughs> we haven't been watering the seed. He needs to be watering. <laughs> it's almost embarrassing to even admit it, but it's true. And, and I think I know why it's true. I think the reason I haven't actually tried to imagine it is I, I was kind of like where you were at before. I just didn't believe it was possible. I just didn't believe. And so, you know, some, on a subconscious level or semi-conscious or whatever it was, I just talked myself out of it before I even got into it. But you know what's, and that's, that's society. To even talk about this when I was younger was like, they were ready to send you to the loony bin. Oh yeah. No doubt. It's no doubt. Like you're, you're at the school guidance counselor. She's trying to figure out what's wrong with you. I mean, oh, I, yeah, yeah. I haven't been there because I didn't voice any of this. And I didn't really know what it was in school anyway. But I could just imagine how they would have you up in the office and then put you on medicine that's going to block you from thinking this kind of way. It wouldn't work anyway, but they would try. They would try. But did, you know what's crazy? One of my best friends, I tried to get her to acknowledge the watcher. Mm. And a couple people say, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what feeling you're talking about. And I always go, I say, right right here, don't move. I go and put my phone on the counter and I come back. I say, go ahead, keep talking. As soon as they start talking, I say, wait, wait, just so you know, don't turn around. My phone's over there. It's live streaming us. And they go, "Uh, uh, uh, uh." well, and then they prop up and get proper and make sure they don't. And I'm like, can you feel it? You feel it watching? You're like, yeah, can you turn it off? And I say, it's not even on. That's the feeling I'm talking about. <laughs> That's the feeling I'm talking about. I love that last part. It's not even on. That's fabulous. But one of my uh, one of my closest friends, she absolutely hates that feeling. We talked. Really? I, I, I brought it up to her one day, and she was like, oh, my God, I know what you're talking about. I can't stand that. Anytime it comes, I try to just change mm. my mind. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's how I retired. I got all my retirement thing. The Watcher and that book, The Command, where I demanded it, that was, those are my two biggest things of far, as far as retirement and writing a check and, you know, pulling out every now and then and looking at it with a fake check. I actually printed it out from The Secret, their website. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I know which one you're talking about. The yeah. I don't know if they yeah. still do it, but you used to be able to oh, yeah, still a fake check and write mm-hmm. on there. And that's what I did. Put it in my pocket. And when it got old and dingy and rusty, I took it out and printed mm-hmm. out another one. Yeah. Ended up printing mm-hmm. out a couple of them, changing the numbers on them. Keep raising mm-hmm. that number up a little bit. Yeah, you got to um, aim high. But yes, I'm like, no, don't avoid that. Don't avoid that watcher feeling. Connect with it. That well, you is know what? AKA you looking at you, trying to connect with you. I suggest you spend some time with it. I suggest. But, but, but that, that reaction that she has, that's the kind of thing that the people in Thai boot camp call a transgressor. 
or more precisely, it's the evidence of a transgressor. In other words, there's something in her past, something in her experience that's leading her to believe that that's something to be afraid of. Mm. So, what the, what the, so, so what the Taya boot camp process is about is about diving in and finding out what that thing is and then doing what they call detuning it. In other words, reducing and eliminating the vibration of it so that it no longer haunts you. Nice. That's what, that's what Taya boot camp is all about, doing exactly yeah. that. And everybody, he's talking about the feeling, not the being. Right, right, right. You're not going to eliminate that. No. <laughs> Try if you want. Good luck, good luck with that, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't suggest you try that. Um, no, no, no. Compounding exercises. That is the name of the game. Mm. And it's a name. And, and reminders. I have 54 reminders that go off on my phone reminding me. Uh, oh, my God. And, and I, I actually reduced that and changed up my style. What would you know, reduce it from? I mean, if it's at 54 now, what was it before? No, I reduced it from 54. Oh, oh okay. I don't know what it is now, but if you, I don't, I don't nobody's going to be able to see it. But there's an app. Just picture you put a bunch of phrases on there and they yeah. got checkboxes next to it. It's a reminder app for Android. Checkbox. Oh, nice. And so every day at, I like to wake up at like 1030 or 10 o'clock. I don't get out of bed till 11, so I wake up around 10 for 10. <laughs> anyway, every day when I wake up, there's something going to be waiting for me. It's going to be a list of affirmations that I'm going to do. And I'm going to check okay. them off. I might do, t- might do them 10 times. I might do them just once to get through it. There's another one that goes off at noon. There's another one that goes off at 4, 7 p.m. and 11 p.m. And these are the things that I go through throughout the day to remind me of where my headspace needs to be, which mm-hmm. honestly is perfect, perfectly coincides with Neo or... Mm-hmm. Uh, stream or whatever you want to call uh, that part of you. Those are stream type thoughts. Yeah, okay. I should say. Remind well, it's, pro- it's deliberately programmed is what that is. You, you're doing deliberate programming going going on there. Yes, because yeah. I've seen the way our brains program, mm-hmm. or I've seen the way my brain has been programmed before, and I've, mm-hmm. I've learned a thing or two, and now I'm using that programming technique to my advantage, basically. And, and uh, we don't have a lot of time to get into it because we've only got about four or five minutes left. But I want to touch on one other thing that came up um, during my session last night with the stream. And what they what they try to do is they try to get you to identify stuff in your past, particularly in your youth of like age three to five, that kind of range, because that's where your personality really develops in the first five years or so. Um, and it's during that time that the most um, lifelong kind of transgressors tend to appear. And normally I would think about it as being like, you know, you, you got abused by, you know, a parent or an adult or something like that. But what I learned through the session is it doesn't have to be anything that dramatic. I mean, the, the, the so-called trauma doesn't have to be that traumatic. And the, and to give you an example, um, during the session, one of the things that came up, this wasn't one of my top three transgressors to use their terminology, but it was a, what they call a minor transgressor. I remember the scene because they asked me, what do you remember from age three to five? I remember a scene pretty clearly where I think I, I must have been four years old because I'm the eldest of three. My sister is a year younger. My brother's four years younger. So this was right after my brother was born and he'd come home from the hospital and the three of us were kind of framed on a little divan for, for, for photographs, for family photographs. So this is uh, brother and sister welcoming home the younger brother. And I always thought of it as a fairly benign memory. I mean, I just I, I, it was fairly clear to me. The stream pointed out to me 
something that I hadn't thought about in years, but I, I kind of recall was true that for me, it was traumatic because now I was no longer the only boy in the family. Now I had competition. Yeah. And that there was a shock to my system. And, you know, I had completely forgotten that there was any shock to my system. But as I think back, I realized, you know what? I think there was a shock. I think I was kind of in shock for, for almost a day or two dealing with the fact that my brother, who I love dearly, had come in and taken all of my, you know, he'd taken away one third of my, my available time with parents and well, so that forth. that thunder, boy, he wrapped it all up and took it with him. Yeah. Now, again, this is something I thought was a pretty benign incident. And here they're pointing out how it's actually something that created blocks for me. You know what? Real quick, just for everybody, I discovered this actually just last week. Um, and I think it's 100% true. And, I think, and, you're, and you're my confirmation by saying that. The uh, Not very many incidents stand out from my childhood. Mm-hmm. Not very mm-hmm. many at all. And what came to realization last week was that those are the ones that shaped who I am and how I think. Yeah, That's why they stand out to me. Because mm-hmm. they're that important. I didn't know they were that. I just would thought they were... Me neither. ...importance. And I just... Analyze those, y'all. Analyze those. You got time. You use the bathroom. You walk them down the stairs and you be on your phone. You commute during commercial breaks. Use your time for something good. Use your time for something good. You don't need to stare at that Burger King burger. <laughs> be there next commercial break. And before we go walk, every time I talk about the law of attraction, especially for an extended period of time, like an hour, I end up feeling amazing for the rest of the day. So, Isn't that something? Thank yeah. you for having me here thank you for inviting me oh my pleasure i i love the energy if i don't make it it's because i can't i really do enjoy being here and it sets off the rest of my day brother thank you it's a pleasure to have you i especially love it when it's all three of us when debbie's able to do it too because the energy is like off the charts but even without that i mean it is a pleasure my friend to have you on the show so thank you for coming onto the show and thank you for coming into my life and into all of our lives because you you could still be that cop in Camden, and, and you're not. You have evolved into the real you, and that's a gift. That's a wonderful gift. So, you know, you deserve a pat on the back for that. That's a wonderful thing that you're doing. Let's take it to the stratosphere, baby. All right. The there you go. There you go. Um, just a reminder to people, um, well, actually, a couple of things are going to happen. I'm not 100% sure if there's going to be a show on Monday or Tuesday because here where we are, we're going to be going through a major heat wave. I may end up giving our gardening crew a day off on Monday or Tuesday or both. If that happens, we're heading to the beach and there won't be a show that day. But no, so, so, you know, just kind of hang with me. I don't know exactly when the next show is going to be probably Monday, maybe not, but there will be more shows. So, you know, just chill out on that. Um, Debbie W in particular always wonders like, well, where was the show? I was looking for a show today. Don't worry, Debbie coming back. It's going to be okay. But thank you very much. Thank you, especially to Debbie for all Debbie G for all of, uh, she's shared about what she's doing with that uh, that healing convention that she's at. Wow, really amazing yeah. stuff going on there. Thank you, Neil, for all of, all of your thoughts. Thank you for sharing your story about how you connected to to spirit. I mean, that I was glad to hear that. I love hearing those kind of stories. So thank you very much for that. Thank you to live streamers for all the comments you made. You made some great contributions. Thank you to our podcast listeners everywhere, and we will see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>